2: I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing in more. Stock market, whew. At or near all time highs, makes my heart go flutter. But there's been a flattishness to the end of summer. There's been a flattishness to the stock markets. There's been, it's kind of pancakey, right? Who doesn't like a good happy cake? The flattishness is partly a function of a lot of market, uh investors, market participants, active uh, investors, basically being on, on vacation. It's the last days of summer. And uh, sometimes people say, you know what, I'm going to be away next week, or I'm going to be away this week, let's clear my books for everything and uh, let's start getting out of some key positions just in case. I'm in the Hamptons sitting down and, uh, well, it's a problem. So, a lot of flattishness happens this time of year. A lot of people may be coming up to you and going, hey, but let's talk about China. And it's, it's China has to be our, our flag that we wave today and say, uh, look at how their leaders are handling the United States. Some people are wondering, is Facebook, Amazon, Apple... Netflix, Google, great Google, are they going to move higher or lower? Is now the time to trade out? We just had a great earnings season. Now what? That's always a big question. Just had a big earnings season. Now we have to wait 60 days. And this is actually kind of one of the better 60 day periods of waiting because it's back to school. It's something like 90 days till the election. I think we're somewhere about 130 days to Christmas. Oh yes. Oh yes. It's time to break out the, the Charlie Brown music. Break it out earlier than we ever have before. Skip straight over Thanksgiving and Halloween and straight to Christmas. So there's not a lot of earnings going on right now. There's not a lot of fang talk to talk about. China's not got the world in a worry right now because everyone's on vacation. Trading's very flat. And then there's that, thank God for Tesla, and Elon Musk, and someone that we could talk about that's kind of sensationalized and caramelized and delicious as far as as things that come out of his mouth. For him to say, we may go private, that may be telling you that this is the end of, of the stock market running higher. It's pretty darn cocky. Rite Aid and Albertsons have broken up. They've terminated their merger. If I was back in high school, that would be my move. I'd I'd jump in on Albertsons and say, oh, I'm so sad that Rite Aid was so bad to you. But I'm not back in high school, and I don't really care about Rite Aid or Albertsons. And my thought is that they're problematic because they play in that world of Amazon. So Trudis terminated its merger with Sinclair Broadcast Group, tacking on a lawsuit for breach of contract as well. That's a marriage that went bad. Woo-hoo! Can you imagine? We're going to the chapel. You've tribute got company. to be kidding me. And Sinclair going to get married and merged and acquired and, and put together. Now, it wasn't like an arranged marriage or anything like that. It's not, that'd be sick. Um, this was just Tribune and Sinclair saying let's merge. Now, they're saying we're breaking up and I'm going to put a lawsuit on you. That stinks when it happens like that. California's on fire. Pretty, pretty crazy yet again. It's like not even a shocking sight anymore to see like a fire hurricane, is it? Anyhow, and anyway, uh, key takeaway from today's producer price index for final demand was unchanged. And Showed basically moderation in produced prices. The inflation's not too hot, not too cold. Moderation is a good word in my world. So, if the producers aren't getting hit with inflation, they're probably not going to pass on higher costs to you and me. So we're not going to get hit with inflation or it'll be moderate. And you get the idea. Key takeaway is moderation. Everything in moderation, even moderation, paying a lot of attention to the ten year tr- uh, ten year yield on the treasury. It's been playing with three percent, and it can't seem to get above it for very long on Wall Street. It will, so then a lot of people think three and a half is obviously the the next stop, and that's where people start to say that's enough let's Let's stop and think about it at this point in time. let's let the rest of the world catch up to us. So that's out there. Other big stories of note, Buffalo Wild Wings. ye of many beers, but very average food. Buffalo Wild Wings is exploring adding sports betting to its restaurants. Now that would make me want to go to a Buffalo Wild Wings if I were to bet on games. Yep. But I would be right there. And as a younger kid, I would turn my $50 night out into a $100 night out or whatever it was. I'm not crazy about this, but a May ruling by the Supreme Court lifted a federal law that had restricted legal betting. So we're going to start seeing more money pour into the NBA. You think contracts are big now. We're going to see more money pour into the NFL because of betting. And companies like Buffalo Wild Wings will say, we want want so bad to advertise on the NFL or the NBA. We'll we'll give you our children. We'll give you blood. We'll give you um, a pact. Buffalo Wild Wings looking to become a one, one-stop shop for beer, wings, sports, and sports betting.
1: My advice to you: start drinking heavily.
2: The chicken wing and sports bar chain is exploring new business opportunities, and that's enough. That's enough of a kind of thing to get that kind of stock moving. Now, again, will it happen? When will it happen? Uh, timing is an issue. As largest sports bar in America. Buffalo Wild Wings is uniquely positioned to leverage sports gaming to enhance the restaurant experience for their guests. Um, so that's out there. I know you're saying, what a great day. <laughs> there, there's, you're like, "Woo!" There's not much more. So you can turn around and head home right now if you want to <laughs> because there's not much more. Um, other big stories of note today. Retail stocks have been on a tear recently and that's not a common thing to say out loud right now so the stocks are doing quite well and we all know that amazon's still out there right they're still hunting so to speak Uh, amazon's having a big day by the way just saw that they're up eight and you're up like up eight that's not that much that's only one quarter of one percent about apple's up two up one percent that's not here to there right so retail stocks have been doing quite well recently, but what's interesting about retail stocks is a lot of them are coming out and saying we had a horrible quarter, but the next quarter looks great, the stock goes up. Some of them are doing the opposite. We had a great quarter, but things are a little bit iffy on when we're going to get deliveries because of China, stock goes down. Consumer confidence rose to the highest level. It's hit a 17-year high. Um, when you're confident, you tend to go out and spend money. That's kind of the bottom line. And sometimes when you're confident, you go, honey, let's make a baby. And that's spending money for the next 18 years. And Wall Street loves that. So confidence is kind of an interesting play. Um. Anyway, I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube at Rob Black Show.
1: Comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money and
2: investing more. Thanks for listening to the show. Money flows. 11 of 11 popular tech companies show Alphabet and Apple getting stronger. I own shares of Apple. Speak English. I own shares of Apple and Google, also known as Alphabet. Does that make me smart? No. A lot of people do. I've made a lot of wealth on both those companies. Does that make me smart? No. A lot of people have. The question is, when do you sell? And when you're watching momentum and when you're watching fun flows, it shows that it's kind of become a cult of personality at this point in time. Money flows or crowd money flows are extremely positive for Amazon. Mildly positive in Microsoft, very positive in Facebook. Mildly positive in Apple. Semiconductor names that are part of the Momo crowd. AMD. That's probably the cheapest stock price as far as stock price it goes, but not the cheapest stock. On the list. Extremely positive. Everyone wants it. You know how great that feels? Until it's not. It's a very crowded trade, and again, am I smart for owning these? I don't own all of them. I've, I told you which ones I own. Of course, I own all of them because I own an SP 500 fund, but that's really passive interest. Am I smarter than anyone because I own these now? And don't confuse being wise enough to say, "Hey." Apple phone, Apple investment. Don't be, don't be fool enough to realize that is gonna, that's going to bite you. Now, again, I'm seeing more and more the cord cutting story. Just incredibly powerful. Um, Netflix. Someone asked me the other day, "What shows are you watching?" And every one of them was a Netflix show. Maybe I'm still kind of curious on how they're going to, you know, end off with the Walking Dead on cable TV. I'm not quite sure why McDonald's came in, but it's good. It's good. So Netflix is um an interesting one. I'm seeing how incredibly powerful it is with kids and with adults, and it's just it, the scope is very, very large. As far as what do you watch, I can't even imagine. Can't even wa- imagine watching a CBS. Thriller this 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 fall on Thursdays at 9 p.m. Can't even imagine at this point in time. There's too much good stuff going on elsewhere. Anyhow and anyway, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing and more. Movie Pass, their CEO. Movie Pass, awesome service. 9.95, you get unlimited movies, one movie a day, all 30 days of the month. Well, that didn't exactly work out, and the stock basically um, went down 98 plus percent. So now what they're trying to do, and they've been modifying their plans, saying you can't see the best movie on the first weekend, and you're starting to see movie chains come out with their own kind of monthly subscription thing where you get a movie at X dollars plus you get a massive discount on soda and popcorn. blah. It's still not a good deal, right? You know that. I know that. When you get a $6 soda, jug of soda, vat of soda, trough of soda, they cut it down to $4. It's still, they're making $3.90 on that one. So MoviePass's CEO is doing something interesting. He says, to break even, we're hoping the majority of our 3 million plus users will only see one film a month. <laughs> What's the point of having a MoviePass that you're basically paying 9 dollars which is cheaper than a movie, I believe, in most parts of the country? I think I saw 13 or $14 last time I went. Um And that wasn't a big screen or it wasn't anything special. It wasn't the seats that spit on you when there's a water scene, like in Aquaman. That gets old quickly, just so you know. Getting wet in a movie. Anyhow and anyway, um, so MoviePass was pitched as unlimited movie service. nine ninety five a month. One movie a day. Now they're saying go to one movie a day for one day of the month. And that's it. Okay. They say that 85% of the subscribers use see three few or fewer movies a month. So the policy change will have very little effect on their customers. But I don't know. Would I invest in Helios Matheson, the stock? It's lost more than 99% of its value this year. And then you see there's one just like it in China, and you're like, ooh, I'm going to go after the Chinese one because I've heard stories that the, the Chinese like to see a lot of videos and movies. They can't get enough of Tom Cruise. They love Tom Cruise. Got to have more Tom Cruise. Um, no, <laughs> in my opinion, no. Anyhow and anyway, uh, I, I brought up the the word that depresses me, Tom Cruise. I need therapy. Global trade is starting to, to shrink a bit. And that was the big worry that, you know, a trade war would create global trade slow, lose momentum. There's one tanker that's been sitting outside of China for 30 days now. Waiting to unload its goods. And that shows you that, you know, there's going to start to become bottlenecks, or potentially. I don't want to scare you, but you get the idea. Lower export orders and car sales are likely to slow world trade growth in the third quarter. Global tariff crusade by the United States, aka Donald Trump, to protect American jobs begins to bite. The World Trade Organization's head warned that global trade was, uh, was threatened. This could get bad. This could start backing up the system. Now again, I wanna kinda circle back and say one more time, don't ever think you're smart when it comes to investing. If you own the most obvious names at the party. You're not that smart. It's a lot like a fantasy soccer team or a fantasy football team. We all want Tom Brady. We all want I don't know a receiver. <laughs> See, I'm I don't, I don't watch much sports. I'm so 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 sorry. That analogy dies on me, but, you know, in fantasy football, you can't have the be- all the best players. And, Which is a very
0: uh, good thing. Which is a very, so, very good thing.
2: Uh, I've never gotten people's love affair with fantasy sports. Now, again, if you're playing for money, I get it. It makes it a little bit more watchable. makes it a little bit more doable. But the people who have fantasy drafts at Buffalo Wild Wings, where you can now gamble on games... I, I I don't get it. Like, I don't have that much time in my day. Hey, honey, I'm going to go uh, do a fantasy uh, football draft. Okay, honey, just come back. Uh, bring a turkey. Like, I don't have that kind of time. To sit around for three or four hours with guys who, hey, uh, who's the best running back this year? And they're just so vicariously living their horrible lives through uh, moments where they can be the smartest guy in the room and call themselves the general manager that got first place at a Buffalo Wild Wings competition to... Uh, <laughs> crown a champion. A champion where we're going to give a big trophy. Can you imagine being an adult winning a trophy? What's wrong with America? Can you imagine accepting said trophy? I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial, money, investing, and more. Um, Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show.
1: Your raw black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Feel, Come and Come back. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Someone asked me recently, what do I think about credit cards as a tool? I'm like, right on. What do I think about credit cards to pay for groceries when you can't afford them? Something's not going right in your life, but credit cards is a tool. I like the idea. When you fly, why not get more miles? When you stay at hotels, why not get more credit? If you like cash back, why not get 2% off everything you buy? I get it. But how about for the people who ask me, the, the ones that make me cringe, And there it's, do you know the ones? Can you imagine which one makes me cringe? It's the balance transfer cards. You can move debt from one credit card with a high interest rate to one that temporarily charges you nothing, providing you with a window to pay off that balance. That gets me a little bit on the freaky, scared side. The average household right now in the United States with revolving credit card debt pays almost $900 in interest a year. Now, using cards responsibly can get you out of debt faster and at a lower cost. Or, in this case, you can see people miss payments and they get, you know, hit with the fees. The interest rate uh, kills me. See, I like credit cards until you actually start, you, until you actually start carrying balances. So, if you were to pick about a card that helps you get out of debt. One of the ones that I like is the bank Visa Platinum. It has one of the longest introductory offers, no interest on balances for 20 months, and a relatively low annual percentage rate thereafter. I know, relatively low, between 11 and 23%, depending on what your credit score is. There's no annual fee, and they throw in, in, it's up to $600 in cell phone damage protection. It's not bad. Uh, when you transfer a balance to the card, it requires a 3% fee is the problem. So you got to like figure out what perks work for you and what perks don't. So if you only want to be charged a one-time fee of 3%, I get it. You get to sit there and have no money, interest rates, nothing tacking on as long as you don't use the card for 20 months. The problem is you may use this card more or you may use your old card again. And that's a little bit of a problem. Speaking about little bits of problems, let's see if we can't bring in CFP Chad Burton. Chat us up a little bit on financial planning times during this summer dog day month of August. Chad? Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. So you and I recently were talking about younger people having a lot of money in cash. Ran out of gas, guys. Let's talk a little bit about that. Um, They don't trust the market. I was talking to an HR person recently and... She's like, yeah, my company does eight percent match, and all I got to do is get these young people to sign something, and they just don't do it. Like they're turning down eight percent free money. Yep. And another thing she said is, in their 401k, they they take ten percent out, but it all stays in cash. Yeah.
3: I, I think it's a ninety nine one percent you know movement that we had that almost worked against the same people. Okay. Um. Because of what happened on Wall Street, and, you know, I, I believe some people should have been thrown in jail for what happened with the credit crisis. Um, I think some people,
2: and going even further back, uh, let's talk about people thrown in jail, because I'm, I'm good with that.
3: Okay. yeah. In, let's, in, who are we going to throw in jail from the IRS?
2: In 99 to
3: 2001,
2: <laughs> there was that excessive period where we, from 96 to 2000, we went straight up. Yeah. Crazy markets. hmm And then when it fell apart, you know, the people who were hurt were people who got in late. Mm-hmm um but the people who hurt those people were like some CEOs of like that should never have been CEOs companies that should never have been publicly traded that's mm-hmm. something that I wish our SEC could figure out yeah like shouldn't there be a tougher
3: requirement for going public nope and remaining public mean, like can you justify no revenue and have a huge multiple on your stock if you've got no earnings
2: and you've got little revenue i th- like i think there should be some warning signs yeah. on the stock ticker or something so at least people see like if this company continues, this they'll run out of money in three years. Right. Yeah. Which is one of those tools that you and I like. Barron's always does a annual edition of companies that are burning through cash. Yeah, that's a great one. And it's a hundred companies. It's like I don't want to own any of those hundred companies. <laughs> let's, let's take a looksy looksy.
3: That's right. Um, people it, going to jail. It's it's tough. Yeah, they could be. So the the ninety nine percent one percent. You know the all those protests, everything else, those same people. I mean, are you ever going to trust Wall Street again? They're not going to trust somebody sitting in a room with a suit and tie anymore. So that's why you have all of these technology-based money management firms showing up, because people would rather trust technology than they'll trust some guy in a suit. Um, And I get it. I get it. They've seen their parents go through hell in terms of two bubbles, putting off the retirement, college education soaring. And they seem like they don't trust Wall Street yet. If we look past the hundred years, you know, from today, the market's averaged over eleven percent. Yeah, there's even, no better return, even despite these bubbles, and it's and people, statistically, there's no safer thing to do. Yeah, you know, and people look at, especially in the Bay Area, it's an issue because then people trust real estate more. I was talking to a person that they moved out of their house. Um, they've got. You know, you. as long as you've lived out for two out of the last five years, you can sell it and exclude your $500,000 if you're married of gains. So they're up against that time frame. They've got to put it up for sale now to sell it because that $500,000 exclusion goes away. And it's like, I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I want to sell it. I'm getting $50,000 net rental income on that. And when I did the math on the equity on this Palo Alto home, it was a 2% income. Yeah. It seems like a big check coming in the door. Sure. But you could double that in – in uh, a balanced portfolio in terms of income and so it's not that great a cash flow so people trust kind of the wrong things right now um so we get we got to get these kids to just learn how to number one be able to invest on their own yeah be able to use technology so they can see it and trust it um and it's something that i've become kind of passionate about we're working on a program just for that at our company because we've always managed half a million dollars and above and um i'm looking out you know these are our clients in 10, 15 years, so let's give them a tool um, so they can do it on their own and do it kind of with technology so they get more comfortable with the market again instead of just think about the the scumbags that sold collateralized debt obligations and then sold, sold insurance on top of it. It is really unfortunate that, you know, we did go through the quote-unquote two bubbles. And what were those two bubbles? Just making sure I got the You get bubbles. the tech correction and you got the okay. credit crisis. Okay. The credit how, crisis how pulled down real estate. And during the tech correction – um, you know, in 99, 2000, 2001, my small cap value funds, my REITs, they were doing great. Real yeah. estate was doing great. Credit crisis pulled everything down. Everything fell off a cliff. Asset allocation didn't technically work because, um, there were so much redemptions in the world of hedge funds and all these yeah. leveraged assets that hedge funds even had to sell off their gold and oil, the things that tend to do well during a crisis, in order to meet redemptions, um, but it created some major value, like a lot of bond funds, like higher-yield bond funds, dropped 20%, 30%. And, you know, we jumped on some of that stuff in 2009 and had double-digit type returns in things like bond funds. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com.
2: That's newfocusfinancial.com. And he's always good to talk to. There's a great feature at the website, newfocusfinancial.com. What is your risk number? It's a good kind of idea to... Start thinking about where you are in retirement. I start with a refresher every year on ssa.gov. See how much I can expect the government to, to pay me to sit around and do nothing. I'm starting to figure out I don't have hobbies and I need to figure out more hobbies. I don't sail. I don't you know, hike a little bit, but yeah, I don't have hobbies. And um, that's going to be important. But start with thinking about your retirement plan. What's your risk number is a great you know, gauge on where you are and um, ssa.gov. Remember, in retirement, a million dollars in cash is not a good idea because cash gets no interest rate. So let's say you put a million dollars in bonds and you can get probably a 4% laddered bond portfolio. You would probably pay yourself $40,000 a year. You probably pay yourself $40,000 a year with a million. If the government's giving you 15,000 social security and you're getting 40, Is that enough? Do you have a real emergency fund? Because I'll be honest with you, I've been pretty well employed my whole life. And I've never had to really sit there for nine months and drain it while I was looking for more work or I've never had to use the emergency fund and I haven't had a roof collapse. I haven't had like, I need to write a check that, I'm like, I got to go move money around. I've never had that. You really... When you before you hit retirement, you gotta have that one figured out well. So anyway, Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm I'm getting more and more fascinated with this. America, we kind of lose our morals and our values when it comes to tax money. Congress is like, we need to feed poor people. Congress is like, we need money for weapons so we can blow up people. Congress is like, we need money for roads and oh, and by the way, I'm gonna have a, a bridge built to my own personal residence. Congress loves money. They've got a pretty big problem with it. What's worthy of note there is higher taxes are to be expected. And America used to say, you know, oh, no gambling, no alcohol, no nothing. And then we're like, wait, wait, we can make money off these sins. Kind of the Puritan way of looking at it. Well, if you can make money off of it, just ask your God, you know, ask for forgiveness later. And if you want to go eat Buffalo Wild Wings and gamble on sports, you can. So Wild Wings is becoming, it, it, it's its cropping up on screens right now. Because we kind of know what direction we're going to be moving with us. So Consulted Worker Advisor before taking any action. It's a story stock. They still have the price of chicken as an issue. That doesn't go away. They still have labor as an issue. But that's moving more and more to, you know, fake people out with kiosks and ordering from your uh, chair. Anyway, you can find me online at robloxshow.com. It's robloxshow.com. Take a break here. Find me online at robloxshow.com.
1: Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: I can tell you a story that will make you laugh. The other day I was running a bit late. And uh, as I've gotten older, my hair kind of looks awful. It can go wiry quickly. It can go push to the left, smush to the right kind of thing. So I take one last squirt of, um, I guess, kind of a conditioner that kind of lays everything flat. And I go on air and you see a little bit of, a look like dander on my shoulder. And it's not, it's just, it doesn't matter if it is. It's normal to have skin on your shoulder, right? Um, but my producer, who doesn't have much going on in his life, he takes a picture of it, but he overexposes it. So it, it looks like these alien pieces of dandruff are on me. And my my skin's part of it's like overexposed red, part of it's like, I look like I'm irradiated. My shirt looks like it's got white streaks in it, that it didn't have white streaks at all. <laughs> and he shared it with, with one of the bosses in TV, and ultimately, I don't care. But what's funny about it is, he created fake news, and it would probably mortify him. So he wasn't using, like, color matching in any way, shape, or form. He just put a big flash on it so it makes it look weird and all worse. But anyway, that's how petty the TV industry can be, right? You with me, against me. You know a company that had a great quarter? And again, I, I hate people who are petty. I hate it. It's the most vile thing I, I see in the world. People who are inane, people who are petty, people who are banal. Uh, not my thing. Anyhow, and anyway, Yelp! had a great quarter stocks up 27% in one day and it's it's almost like I am going back to the you know the USO happy days are here again wait wait did you say Yelp is up 25 28% in one day I said Yelp's up 28% in one day that's right now I want to eat some corn chips and sit on the couch they had a remarkably good quarter and good for them uh it's on my phone is it on your phone probably is my guess, right? And then you've seen things come and go. And I'm not going to say Groupon's gone. If I ever want a car wash, it's the first place I go. If I ever want a three-course meal at a restaurant that I would never eat at, that's the place I would go. And you're saying a three-course meal. Ooh, fancy. I know. Um, anyway, but Yelp stuck around. They've, they've done nice. And Roku, yesterday, we talked about them. They're up 9% today. They beat on stronger guidance. And, you know, Amazon, for as tough and mean of a company as they are, they still make crap hardware product. And uh, Roku makes a better hardware product. And Roku's kind of taking the money rake right now and saying thank you very much. Money rake. Patent pending. Copyright ensuing. You know, someone was dumb enough. To uh, trademark or try to trademark, copyright, buckets of money. Can you imagine? What's your claim to fame? Oh, I got a term called buckets of money. <laughs> What's your real claim to fame? You're not allowed to practice anymore. Anyway, Disney, their quarter. How'd it go? How do you like it? How do you like it? Uh, it was okay quarter. But we're getting to the point like Black Panther. Whew. What does it take to make Disney stock move? Disney's got to convince, you know, the, the stock market, it's, their strategy right now is working. You have Black Panther basically dominate, come out of nowhere, create a new franchise that you can get the cash cow, Betsy, and milk that puppy for a while. But it doesn't matter. Disney has to convince Wall Street that they can take on Amazon and Netflix in streaming. And you know what? I kind of believe they do. Again, what I'm paying for on cable less and less going forward. Um, now again, YouTube, you know, there's there's paying for it. You know, unlimited streaming internet ain't cheap. You get the idea. Um, so anyway, 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 Disney has to prove to us that they can do it for the stock to really spring forward they've got this Fox deal that we don't want it to take a long time they want to spin off the Sky t- uh, satellite division as soon as possible investors have been seeing transformations you know like Disney before where Adobe moved from software to software as a service um, we're still waiting to see if Walmart transform into more of an Amazon like service so sometimes companies have to transform, and that's what we're waiting for with with uh, Apple, Ugh, Disney. <clears throat> Little, uh, how shall we say, F- oh, mouth poisoning. So, so I know, I know, I know, I know. So Disney could come out with the last Star Wars movie, and it could be the best movie of all time. People cry, people are amazed, people faint. It ain't gonna move the stock. We want you to be like Netflix. Because it's not so much about the trilogy that's ending now, or the saga, whatever it is. It's all about the future. Where will my kids be putting their eyeballs? We know I'm going to be at Buffalo Wild Wings, becoming a degenerate gambler, watching sports all day long, asking them to open early, asking them to stay up late. So I'll be at Buffalo Wild Wings gambling. Where will the kids' eyeballs be? So Disney has to show, because we really don't care about ESPN. If we can stream it, we want it. We really don't care about the cable anymore. More and more people are cutting it pretty aggressively. So Black Panther taught me one thing. Disney, they, no one from a stock perspective, it's all about Netflix. How do they compete with Netflix, not how do they get the next billion-dollar or trillion-dollar franchise? So that's out there. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Go to com and do your what's my risk number test. It's always fascinating to see things kick back to you and show you where you are and aren't in the race to the finish line of Wall Street and life. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, more. Find me online at RobBlackShow.com.